0: Welcome to Q&A Selling Online, with answers to questions about creating an online empire, promoting products, or building a brand. Your host, private label and e-commerce entrepreneur, Quinn Amorm. Let me introduce you to today's guest. He's a digital marketing expert who has consulted with million-dollar companies, and he started his business from the back room of his mother's house. He is now dedicated to create a future where people have total control over their life. He's the founder of the massive action movement, Princeton Hicks. Here he is. Princeton, how's it going?
1: I feel like I was going to hear an applause.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, people are probably uh, applauding right now. It's just uh, we can't hear them. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. How's everybody doing?
0: <laughs> Tell us, let's start from the beginning here, Princeton. Um, how did you start in your uh, entrepreneurial career?
1: Okay, so um, when I was in college, I was in college, and I had, like, I was trying to do business, but I actually created in college. I was in a, uh, I joined a college fraternity, so I, I created this reality show. This is when I was in college a long time ago. It was called Omega's Next Top Model, and it was a real reality show. L- literally, I didn't even know how genius this marketing was, but we took 20 girls from campus, and we, met, we put them up on the wall, and made everybody on campus vote for them. So to be in the pageant, you had to vote for them, and then we recorded uh, five weeks of challenges and stuff like that for like them to do stuff. They had to like take pictures with cars and stuff like that, all that. Um, but that was like the first taste of entrepreneurship. And then at the end of that, we, um, we had this event to like to culminate the whole thing. And I remember after the event, everybody was like, they was watching a the video. They were like, man, this is amazing. So good. We got a standing ovation. So like at that point I put that project together and I was like, you know, this is what I want to do. So after that, I kind of, I fell out of love with school. I was just like, man, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to do something different. But the day it all broke for me was when I was in class one day. And my teacher, he was, I was in a communications class. My teacher, he was a writer. He wanted to, he was sending his scripts and stuff off to Hollywood. And I never forget, he walked in and he slammed a stack of scripts on the desk. And he looked at everybody like, look, class, you send this off to Hollywood? And you hope somebody calls you back. And I just remember, like, my face, my stomach literally turned. I was like, no, nah, I'm done with this. I'm not hoping for shit. And then I left, and that was, like, my last day in college. So fast forward after that, you know, you know, you know entrepreneurship is difficult. So I went through years, years of difficulty. I had to move back in with my mom and stuff like that. But in, it was in 2015, or well, 2014, late 2014, I had, like, the life-changing experience that led me to being an entrepreneur by myself. So my business partner. At the time, we had severed ties and went our separate ways, and I was on my own for the first time in my life. So I remember being in the back of my mother's house, crying myself to sleep one night, literally crying. I know it's a bit embarrassing, but mm-hmm. crying myself to sleep. And I fell asleep and I had this dream. It was weird that said, You create the world around you. So I got up from that dream. I just really didn't even think much of it. I just thought it was like a weird dream. And that led me to look into like what creates success, because at this time, I had read over like two to 300 books about everything you could think of from business, entrepreneurship, marketing, sales, like everything I had read, it. like I'm an avid reader, but I still wasn't successful. And what I realized at that time, it was my mindset. So after that, I just said, you know, I'm a strikeout on my own. I incorporated my first company, which is Cineverse Incorporated. And then I created the brand, the massive action movement. And from there, it's just been a nonstop thing of not only uh, you know, like learning the skills of online marketing and stuff like that, but also just reaching people and teaching them the tools so they can create whatever life they want. So that's cool. A bit.
0: And I see you, um, you own now the the domain takingmassiveaction.com. Was that, uh, that was available, or did you have to? Yeah, buy- that's
1: funny enough, it was available, it was nice. <laughs> but, yeah, as a steal. You know, people domain squat a lot of times. You go see like the perfect domain that's like $20,000. Like, who?
0: They always to
1: exactly. buy those. <laughs> <laughs> were you studying
0: marketing in college or was it something completely different?
1: No. Nah, so, um, like I said, I was in a college fraternity. So, what I was majoring in, because I didn't really understand, it. I told my grandmother when I was young that I liked math. So, you know, they just were like, oh, you should be an engineer. So, but when I got in that fraternity, you know, I had to do projects where I was like doing marketing and businesses and working with teams. And it was the first time I got to work with a team and be the leader of a team. So I just felt that feeling inside of me that this, reaching people and building stuff, is something I want to do. I just didn't understand how to do it because nobody ever told me that you how to be an entrepreneur. You know, a lot of times the school, it's it's you want you want like it can teach you certain skills, but that entrepreneurial spirit, you have to kind of cultivate that. And so from there I just when I left school, I just was in the books heavy, like all the top books about marketing, I read all of them, all like the ones that, you know, people recommend to you. Things like, say, for example, Influence or uh, 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. I read all those books, all the books I read them, but to, to cultivate that entrepreneurial spirit where it's like, okay, I have to get up, I have to make it happen. That took a longer time.
0: And you mentioned uh, the, something about uh, changing your mindset. And so I found that as well, because for the longest time, people chase maybe the have the wrong mindset and chase the wrong thing. So, what do you think uh, when it comes to your definition of success? Is it the the million dollar paycheck that everybody talks about, and you know the pictures of the Lambo, all of these entrepreneurial Lambo pics? Yeah. Uh, is that is that what success is?
1: Uh, I, I definitely wouldn't say that's success. Um, I de- I've driven a Lamborghini before. Um, now I don't have a Lamborghini currently. You know, I, I know a lot of successful people at this point. And I think and me and one of my business partners who I do the other podcast with, we always talk about this. For me, I'm here for the journey, like doing a podcast like this and talking with other entrepreneurs. This is where it's at for me. Um, that's not to say that one day you may not see me in a Lambo or anything like that, but to me, I've always thought the Lamborghinis were for marketing and all the great marketers are just using it to kind of get people who are not entrepreneurs in the field. Like they're kind of like, hey, this is a carrot I'm dangling. You know, I got, I got the car, the house, the women, and I'm just dangling this carrot in front of you. But then when you get in, they're kind of talking about, you know, it's really about your mindset. You, this stuff is cool, but you got to think about something bigger. So for me, it was, it was was it's about, one, creating a life that I enjoy. I don't want to be... I'll tell somebody I don't want to be somebody who makes hundreds of millions of dollars, but I don't like any part of my life. It's like I just have it. I don't like any part of my life. And also just to create an impact because uh, coming from where I come from, there were not a lot of mentors or people to help you learn about business. So I just want to provide these resources for other people who they may not fit traditionally in the box of society to have tools so they can say, Oh, here's how I, can, how I can create a life that I want, stuff like that. So for me, it's about creating a, making a life and creating impact on the world, which really gives me fulfillment. But of course, we do want to make money in the process so we can support ourselves.
0: Absolutely. I agree with that 100%. So you're saying that, um, and according to your movement, that's all it's about, to create an impact in the world. It doesn't matter uh, where you come from, what your background is, what your what your race is. It does not matter. You can you can always pursue that.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think for me, like I said, like I say with the race thing, I'll just be transparent. I think so. Me, I'm I'm in the South, and down here, there's not a lot of um, like it's, it's very traditional here, right? So yep. I don't I didn't I didn't know a lot of people who were into entrepreneurship, so. At the time when I left for entrepreneurship, it wasn't popular. You didn't, We didn't have, I didn't have like Gary Vee or any of these people posting this stuff. It's like, you know, you can do it and stuff like this, or you know, you just gotta take action. So for me, it was just, I couldn't believe like the the stereotypes or anything like, oh, you can't do it because I always tell people, I think I just realized what time I'm in. Like there's, there's everybody has problems, right? So I'm pretty sure when you started, you had problems. Um, there's difficulties or disadvantages you had, but I always tell people, uh, what does that matter? Like, even if it's true, even if it would be difficult and stuff like that, I'm still going to do it. But I think also we're not, a lot of people don't recognize what time we're living in. Like the majority of the education I got about business and marketing, I got it from literally just going to Amazon and purchasing books. And most people might be like, how much did it cost? Some of the books, I would get used books, like a penny, like back there. A lot of my books are on the bookshelf right there. So I got a lot of eBooks too, but I mean, I would literally get some of these books for like a penny. And I realized that, you know, no matter who it is, and I've heard this from every race, every background, no matter who it is, we tend to look at like, Oh, well, this is the reason I can't succeed. But I just think we're living in a time where, I mean, we got online marketing, like nobody, like anybody can create a project. I had a friend, he does about 20 K a month and he, he sells iPhone cases. Nobody knows who it is. So it's like, You can create the life you want nowadays because we have so many platforms like this, like this platform here where you can reach me and we're sitting here talking now. And it's like, because we're sitting here talking, I have the ability to create something for myself. So true, there may be bad stuff in the world or people who want to hold people back and stuff like that. But I think for me, I just looked at it more as in the modern society, we're going to be able to create what we want because we just get out here and do it. And I can't make excuses. Like, I just can't.
0: Yes, this is the best time for any entrepreneur to start. Uh, entrepreneurial spirit and mentality is actually a, a positive thing now. Years ago, it wasn't seen as uh, actually uh, many years ago, people would consider entrepreneurs were lazy. There were people that didn't want to work the nine to five. Yeah. And nowadays, with a click of a button on your smartphone, you can be seen all over the world ten years ago. You would have to get a TV advertising, which would cost you thousands per second. Exactly. It, it's it's incredible what we can do right now. Uh, of course, we're recording this; and it's not live, but thousands of people are going to listen to us. Yeah. And uh, because we cl- we click this button, and here we, we're recording.
1: And what's amazing about this? A lot of this stuff is free. Like Instagram, I said Instagram is free. to get on. You can put a podcast on iTunes for free. It's like there's. There's no, like you can get a YouTube channel and some of the stuff that's on YouTube is amazing for free. And you can broadcast that message to thousands of people or millions of people potentially. And you don't pay anything for it. Like there's, there's never been anything like that. There's, there's just never been anything like that before.
0: Absolutely. And even all the free training, everything pretty much that you want to learn nowadays, you can go on YouTube and type how to whatever. And it's there, free
1: somebody like, giving a step-by-step, like, this is how you do it, this is how you get this, this is how you get this, so, yeah.
0: And uh, earlier you mentioned uh, Gary V. so is he one of the influencers out there that helped you, or is, who else uh, has helped you as
1: uh, well? Gary Vee, I remember Gary V. when um, he first, like, before he got really big, whatever, so I, I kind of, like, a lot of the big marketers that people know out there, you know, you got, like, Gary Vee's, the Grant Cardone's, I remember them um, before they really got big, but to be honest not. I, before before any of those people came out, it was just me having that dream, really, that influenced me to just start. Um, one of the people I've got to work with that has helped me in business a lot was, um, so if, if you're familiar with the singer Beyonce Knowles, her father, Matthew Knowles, I actually was mentored by him for a little bit, working with my friend uh, down here in Houston. He's a big promoter in Houston. So we did um, a club with him, and he taught me a lot about you know just the type of mentality it takes to succeed in business. So it wasn't like a step-by-step, like here's how you set up a system or something like that. But it was more like just showing me the mentality. So for me, it was an internal drive. And I, I of course, love all these people, like, you know, the Gary V's, I, I'm, I love all the hustle and all the stuff that they do. But for me, it was, you know, I had that dream that influenced me to say, okay, you're gonna do something different. And this before I even know who they, knew who they were. But um, after that, you know, meeting him, he just was teaching me a lot of different stuff. Like, uh, if anybody on the show is familiar with Beyonce, um, you know she has a sister. He was telling me the difference between the two of them, like why one of them was more successful. He taught me like stuff about um, just uh, like how to do an interview. I literally sat in on him doing an interview before stuff like that. So a lot of the stuff that he taught me that was like one informed one of the first times I ever even got a chance to have any mentorship because before that all my mentors were like books and just reading and then trial and error over and over until I got good at stuff. So for me, yeah, it was, it was those influences, but definitely I look to those people now, you know, just to see what else is out in that space. And I love the content because I feel like in a way as entrepreneurs, we're all in this together. Like we're all teaching, like some people are going to learn from you. Some people are going to learn from me. Some people are going to learn from him. And I think we're all pushing the needle forward to helping people create the world that want. The true inspiration was you know I was flat broke I was at my mother's house and I felt like I had to do something and I had that dream it was just like the switch to personal responsibility so I understand like we were just talking about earlier I understand that there's there's messed up things in the world discrimination and stuff like that but also at the same time I understand that I feel like you get dealt a deck of cards and you just take the shit that comes with it and then you make things happen because I could complain for the rest of my life but you know I just have to deal with the circumstances that I have. And I I use that as fuel to do the things I do. So my inspiration is more of what I didn't see. But like I said, I do look at those people and say, oh, this is amazing stuff. And I love what they're doing because they're helping move people to create the life that they want.
0: I like those thoughts that complaining is not going to take you anywhere. It's actually going to slow you down. It's going to keep you on your tracks. So if you keep complaining, uh, you're going to be blaming everybody else but yourself and you're not going to go anywhere. So what are some of the strategies that you find that work really good uh, nowadays
1: in in marketing world? Well, I I think the biggest thing is understanding how to create a brand story. And I mean, I know a lot of people hear that, but I think the biggest thing like me, um, I started as a filmmaker actually, right? And a lot of the stuff that, that we've done in the past or stuff that we've got a lot of traction on for marketing has been about creating this narrative, in fact, the first thing when I first started business, I came up with this concept, I call it narrative marketing. And basically, I looked at all the great entrepreneurs, like you say, the Grant Cardone's and the Gary V's. And I realized that across all their content, there's like this underlying story that they tell, right? So you might hear them constantly saying like, you know, I came from nothing or I hustled day in and day out. But you hear it repeated so much that while it's, a, it's not the story traditionally what we believe or, or think about like, okay, I'm I'm gonna tell you a story and then I'm gonna tell you it's gonna have a conflict and a resolution. But there's like this narrative that they're creating in your mind. And if you can create that narrative in people's mind, where there is something they can get behind, where they feel connected to, I found that to be a long-term strategy that works. Uh, Besides that, I think think consistency as far as, you know, putting content out on a consistent basis that, that, um, you know, even if it's not the greatest content, it's better to have content being consistent, which reinforces that brand story. And of course, you know, I teach stuff to get a lot more practical. It's one thing, I, you know, I've heard stuff like that before, but just a practical way to create that. Like there's all these strategies to build that story into everything you do. And from there, that forms like this uniqueness to you that other people can't really copy.
0: And what is one of your favorite platforms to use today? And uh, you already mentioned Instagram, uh, is that kind of, the best now is your favorite?
1: Well, Instagram is an effective tool. Um, We drive a lot of traffic for Instagram and we generate a lot of customers, simply because it's most popular. To be honest, my favorite platform is YouTube, simply because I'm a talker, but I always say the platform depends on the person. Um, So for example, you got iTunes or something like that, you do a podcast. If you have a very detailed, if you talk a lot, you have a very detailed platform, you know, you gotta create content like this that's on YouTube and stuff like this. So, I just use Instagram to drive people to to like say a free course, where it's like that platform is gonna be able to explain to them more what they can do or drive them to a video. So, I like um, Instagram because it's like a it's like a traffic director. You know what I'm saying? You come here, send them here. They come here, you send them there. And a lot of people are on there. It's simple. And the stuff they've been doing lately, like with the Insta stories and stuff like that, they've really they really built it up in a way where um, it's, just, it's just like the most effective way I've seen to grow people out, especially when they're starting off. Yeah.
0: So what is the impact do you want to leave in this world?
1: So, uh, I mean, my impact is, like I said, I, I just want to leave tools for people um, to create whatever lifestyle they want. Um, like I said, I came, from, I came from a place, like I said, where I didn't have mentors. I came from a place where I didn't have anybody who was be- believing that I could do it. In fact. When I first started, you know, I didn't have family members who were like, you know, this is something you could do. Even my family thought I was crazy, because nobody had ever been an entrepreneur in my family. I'm the first entrepreneur in my family that I know of. But like, you know, everybody was like, Well, you know, you should do this, you should play it safe and stuff like that. So I talk to people nowadays that I see them at that same place I was at. They was like, Well, you know, I don't I wanna do something different. And I just wanna leave them with tools so they don't feel so alone. Like if they if they just wanna build a life where they got a nice house and just a nice car, that's what they want. I want them to have that, the tools to get that. But also, if they want the tools to construct, I don't know, 100 million, 200 million, even a, a billion dollar company there, I say I would want them to have the tools to do that just for people to be able to live whatever life they want as they are, you know? So like I said, once again, these platforms are amazing because we can be ourselves on these platforms and we can see we put it out there and if people accept it, they accept it. If they don't, I mean, they don't.
0: And when, when you mentioned to, to your family, you were going to be an entrepreneur, uh, there was, uh, there's always people that say, no, uh, get away from that. And you're never going to, you're never going to be successful. Uh, did that happen? And if it did, did it, did it fuel you? Did, did that feed your, your need to prove them wrong?
1: So for me, I mean, I think it's always in the back of your mind, right? Um, and I think in the early stages it did because I got to a point where it was like a year in my life where I really didn't have any friends. I lost my entire social circle because I just believed in this thing so much. I believed that I, I saw people's life lives and I, I looked at it and I said, that is, it's just not what I want. It's not my end goal. So I'm looking at people's end goal and I'm saying, I don't want that. How do I get to something that fulfills me? So I took a huge risk, like my, my mother, nobody really even, like to be honest with you, nobody thought it was a good idea like no nobody I talked to anything it's like I had one cousin who thought it was a good idea uh, but you know I mean we're, we were young so of course he's just like yeah you can do it but um what it did was it fueled me because it showed me that I felt like I had to be a leader to show people it could be done from any circumstance from the bottom and that became like the fuel so because now nowadays as I become more successful, and I still have a long way to go. I'm not out here told them that I'm at the top of the game. But as I get more successful, those same people come back to me and say, you know, how can I do something? I want to get an entrepreneurship. I want to get in the business. So, you know, and I get a little bit of satisfaction out of it. Like, yeah, I remember you died of me. I, I remember back in the day you died of me. So, um, yeah, I think it's always going to fuel you. And sometimes in the early stages, I think you, you need that fuel. Because if somebody doubts you, a lot of times when, when we're starting out, we need we need a villain to be like, oh, I'm I'm gonna prove you wrong. I think nowadays um, I'm more motivated by you know like the impact I talked about. I want to create, but definitely in the early stages, yeah, I did want to I did want to prove to people that yeah, I, I told you I could do this.
0: Did you find uh, a lot of people? I find it personally that a lot of people want to learn entrepreneurship or they want to learn how uh, to sell online. In my case, and how to find the best products and all that stuff, but after you spend uh, a bunch of time kind of uh, teaching them or starting to teach, do you find that they lose interest quickly uh, because they weren't maybe they weren't meant for it or they don't have the passion?
1: I, man, that's that's a huge one, and I you know I, I had to come to terms with that one because um, you know you, you get friends or close friends and stuff like that, and you you, you found something that you feel is so amazing. You're like come here everybody come here like look at this we could do this and you know people get into, into it they get excited but there's a certain temperament that entrepreneurs have that you slowly over time you start to realize like wow like it's not I don't think it's that everybody can't do it but that everybody won't do it it's like mm-hmm. when like most people have what I what I call petty motivations right so like I said like going back to the thing about um like the things that fuel you, like, oh, I want a Lambo, I want a house, I want a car, or I want to prove the doubt is wrong. I believe keep that motivation. I don't think that if, you, if it's helping you move forward, that will help you. But I think with entrepreneurship, when shit gets real, it will not carry you. You get what I'm saying? It's like you need something bigger. So I find a lot of friends, they get in because they want to prove somebody wrong. They just want, they see luxury items, like you said, the cars and stuff like that when they see what the real business of entrepreneurship is, then they're like, ah, nah, I, I, I'm good with that. That's, that's a little bit too much because I mean, it's a lot to learn. It's a lot of skills to learn and not just, just the technical skills. Cause a good point you made, you said nowadays, everybody's got free trainings and courses and all this stuff to learn how to do everything from brand your company to online marketing. Now, of course, all content's not created equal, but I think one thing I've seen recently working with friends is even just leadership, just dealing with other people. Like that is a difficult thing. Cause I think like once you realize the responsibility, so as an entrepreneur, especially if you have employees and stuff like that, like those people are looking for you to be accountable. So it's like, not only do you, you, you have a high level of responsibility. So when you look at it from that standpoint, people don't want that either. Like I feel like people could just get in, get a little money, and be fine and they don't have any more responsibility that would do it. But I think once you really realize what you're doing, a lot of people just give up because it's it's just too difficult mentally for them.
0: Yeah, and I think it's also a, a little bit of a lack of patience when they uh you know they, they expect that you click the button and start printing money. Exactly.
1: <laughs> like I, I got a website. Now it's not <laughs> about yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's no content on my website, but I bought a domain and oh. uh, where is the money, right? It's, you told me I was going to make money. But yeah, so it takes it takes time. Like I had um, the CEO I, I used to work with, uh, he used to tell me that it takes 20 years to get 20 years experience, right? <laughs> and every, every overnight success took another 10 uh, to build uh, on the back end where people weren't watching. And that's the kind of stuff that I see, too, that uh, one day you realize that somebody is successful and they are doing very well and you automatically call them the overnight success. But in reality, that person can be working on on that project or any project or working on themselves for so long. It's not easy.
1: I mean, you know, their overnight success to that person, because that's the that's when they first like I said, I remember when people like Gary Vee and stuff didn't even have a lot of like traction or followers. So for me, when I see him, I'm like, I remember um, Gary Vee did The Breakfast Club one time, right? So he did, he did a show, the, the radio show, The Breakfast Club. And that's people who who I first knew, like friends and stuff, got familiar with him. I was like, oh yeah, no, I, I didn't know about him, right? But to them, they were like, oh, he came out of nowhere. Or like, you see these, they came out of nowhere. I'm like, no, I've been watching those people put out content constantly put out content so I, I think what he said is so simple but it's, it's so it's so beautiful because it's like it takes 20 years to get 20 years of experience and when people realize that it's like yeah you're not you're not gonna tomorrow be an entrepreneur and then when all of a sudden you just rich and you have everything you you dominate the entire world
0: yeah no there's definitely a lot of failures that, that we got to go through and, uh and like I always say that it's only a failure when you stop trying right so if you don't if you don't stop trying it, it could be it just slow down it's not a failure because you will turn it around and and into something good but when you stop trying then you can call it a failure right there or, or even better the, the ones that don't even try uh, that's that's the biggest failure right well
1: um what's that what's that quote our doubts are traitors which stops us from achieving it says we uh, my, i can't remember the exact quote i think it's Shakespeare though. But um, I think I I think about that often about, you know, at the end of my life, um, when I look back, do I want to have the regret of I could have done this. I could have tried this. Or do I want to say, even if I failed at doing whatever I'm doing, I'd rather be like, you know, I I gave it my all. So it's like I think so many people are are so concerned with, you know, like they say, criticism of, you know, people are going to see me fail or this and that, that they never lived the life they could have lived. They never achieved the things they could have achieved because they were so worried about this is, this is the thing or the ideal or the standard I'm trying to live up to. And really a lot of like younger, the younger generation, like me, stuff like that, you know, we don't want to let our parents down. So we don't, we tend to just go with what they say we should do, which is, which is tough. You know, somebody you care about.
0: Nice. So Princeton, out of all those books that you read, uh, of course all, a ton of them must have helped you out. Is there one that stands out? Yep.
1: Yep. I definitely can tell you exactly what it is. And, and I mean, not a lot of people might think it's like a think and grow rich or something like that. They've read all those books, but honestly the book that, um, I always talk about it's a very old book. Um, it's an iron wheel by Orson sweat Martin, which is my absolute favorite book of all time, because that book talks about, um, just persistence. It just like, it goes through all the stories of people in history, like about what they were saying, and the type of persistence they had. And it was like, so I remember a quote from there that said, the world takes us at our own valuation. It believes in the man who believes in himself. It has little use for the timid man, the one who's uncertain, who craves advice of others. It's, it's the man with the positive nature, who believes in the things he can attempt, that wins the courage of his fellow man. So when I was hearing quotes like that, I've listened to that book so many times, but it's not its not even a long book. So if you read it, it probably, you could probably read it in a day or two, because it's not that long, but if you get it on audio, you can listen to it in one sitting. It's a really short book, but for me, you know, there's these great books on marketing and sales, which I love these books. I could talk about a lot of books I love, but for me, just talking about, like, they talked about, like, um, some of the great people from history, their kind of mentality as they approach problems is like their mentality as they, as they dealt with failures. And like one of my favorite quotes from that book is, um, proceed and light will dawn. So it's basically like, um, is, I forgot, somebody at school, this is an old book, so they're talking about way, way back in the day, like before 1900. He said that one of the teachers had wrote something, Proceeding Light with Dawn, and said, the problems will solve themselves as you come to the problems, Proceeding Light with Dawn. And hearing that was like, I didn't know how I would solve all the problems, but I know if I just went into the problems, something would appear to help me solve those problems. So... For me, that book has just been influential. I always talk about that book. All my friends know if I ask what is my favorite book of all time, it's that book. Even though I've read at this point over eight or nine hundred books, it, that still stands like the book.
0: Nice, nice. So you you probably uh, you probably beat Ty Lopez when it comes to reading books.
1: Well, if I mean if his if his estimation is accurate, he's reading a book a day. He's way ahead of me. Um, yeah. But I mean, me, I I learned how to speed read, so um, I like Ty Lopez's content too but I learned how to speed reading stuff like that. So I was just chewing through books at one point. So I find though, when you read so many books, what starts happening is each book that you read, it starts to be less like big, big concepts. Like when I first was getting heavy into reading, like let's say like the self-development content, like my first self-development book I ever read was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yep. I like, was oh, like, oh, it's a whole new world and I'm reading book after book after book. But now, you know, I get books, and I'm getting like one or two things out of the books now, and I realize that you start getting to a certain level of sophistication with the knowledge where it's like you're reading books to get like okay, there's the one concept. But I've heard the same research, the same studies, the same like points in so many books. Like one I've heard in at least four or five books was the study they talk about um, how people will do certain stuff when there's authority figures over them. So I don't know if you have heard about the shock test where they had they brought people into the laboratory. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So. I, that's in a, a bunch of books. So when you read many books, you're like, ah, oh, here it goes again. <laughs> Boom. Okay, but they're talking about this. So um, Like I said, I, I look at it from a standpoint of when reading all those books, I definitely believe once you get a certain level of knowledge, like you said, the, 10 year, the 20 years of experience thing, that became my education. I dropped out of school, but I always tell people I didn't go home and just start playing video games. I was still basically in school because I never, ever stopped learning. And I believe, yeah, yeah for me, yeah, I don't know if I I don't know if I'm past him cuz I don't know what his book count is, but I know I've read about that amount um because I used to actually count it back back in the day, I used to just count how many books I read a year. Like, cuz I heard somewhere, have you heard that quote where somebody says uh, CEOs read 60 books a year. Yes. So I heard that, I was like, well, I got to read 60 books a year. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, and for for those of you listening that um that didn't know about the the authority test is when they put the people in the lab it was they were doing some tests, and they would uh pretend to they were actually they weren't real shocks right the person didn't know they, they would pretend yeah yeah they would pretend to shocking somebody on the other side of a glass, and somebody with a they just had a white lab coat on, and they would tell the person to shock the other one and uh they would just obeying this person with the white lab coat, they would actually shock the other person to death uh, because they were being told. So it was incredible. If you guys want to look it up, it's... Uh,
1: it was only like a rare few people who were like, no, I'm not doing it because the person... Like, it's somewhere that have video of it because it's a person that they're doing it and the people on the other side are like screaming. Like, oh my God! Yeah. And then some people, just, he was like, man, should I stop? And they're like, keep going. And people would just do it. It's like... <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is fantastic the the little tricks that that can blow our mind. Yeah,
1: and that's just something good to know about marketing. That's why sometimes they put when they sell like a pharmaceutical product, they just put a doctor, a per, not even a doctor, a person right. in my lab. But even though it says at the bottom, this is a paid actor. People just don't pay attention. They see a person on the lab coat. Like, yes, I recommend this stuff every day to people. <laughs>
0: exactly. That's the- <laughs> nice. So Princeton, where um, where can people find you?
1: Okay, so um, like you said, takingmassiveaction.com, um, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's the website where I, you know, do our blogs, post articles and stuff like that. Um, Instagram, Princeton Hicks, which is just my name on everything. Every social media is my name, which is P-R-I-N-S-T-O-N-H-I-C-K-S. A um, couple things I would like to leave with the audience is, um, if you want to, we created a free social media course where we got um, influencers and stuff to come. Speak and teach you the tactics and tips that they use. I got a friend, he's a social media one of my business partners. Actually, he's got a ton of followers like 60, 70,000 followers. And he built that, so he's teaching those strategies how he built that. We've got people who've appeared in music videos and stuff like that talking about things like how to negotiate brand deals. and That's the socialpalooza.com. So, the socialpalooza, you come to my Instagram, you'll be able to find it. Um, um, yeah, taking massive action.com, Preston Hicks on everything. And um, you can also check us out on the podcast, Mama's House to Penthouse. Um, we named that podcast because I literally came from my mama's house and I'm going on my way to a penthouse. So it's just a cool title. But we talk about everything in a very um, down-to-earth way about everything from entrepreneurship to building, like, sales funnels and marketing and just everything on there. And we have a good time on there. So that's an amazing podcast to check out. But yeah, um, that's where you can find me on everything. And if, you, if you need help trying to build your business out or grow just come check me out, send me a DM, and I'll definitely help you with that.
0: I love it. Princeton, I'll put all of those on the show notes, and uh, hopefully whoever wants to contact you will go through the show notes or directly to your sites. Mm-hmm. It was great having you here, and thank you very much for, for being on the show. And Thank
1: you for having me. I'm just grateful for the opportunity.
0: Awesome, man. I'll see you soon.